0: Uh, today, I'm going to present our ongoing work, which is ongoing work with Sabina. Um, it's on multinational poverty and um, economic growth um, in the context of India. India is a country have been working for some time, um, and this work is part of a project um, chaired by James Foster with uh, the Asian Development Bank on inclusive growth. there's... There's a set of papers. James uh, uh, himself has a paper uh, discussing um, how elasticities can be used to study the inclusiveness of economic growth. Um, there is another paper uh, which studies using uh, look at looks at inequality and income poverty in the Indian context linking with uh, with growth. Sabina has a paper with my previous colleague Broce and also Anna Valls this is a of world, uh, looking at uh, uh, comparing the inclusiveness of vote um towards multi-vision quality vote, uh, to across uh 20 of countries across the globe. So this is this part actually looks at uh, what where it stands in this, in this set of papers that it looks inside a country in further detail and uh, it uses the Of this brand, multidimensional poverty index, and looks at how the economic growth part can be linked with multidimensional poverty and various social indices to to analyze the impact of um, economic growth um, in studying uh, multidimensional poverty. So uh, the motivation is that. Indeed, India has, along with China in, in, in AFC, Asia, has maintained um, high economic growth than our uh, neighbors. Uh, Examples Bangladesh and Nepal, which cannot mean, uh, Bangladesh cannot be, Namaste is a uh, new book, uh, showing that despite slow economic growth, how performance in other social indicators has been uh, much stronger. Although the economic growth has been much stronger, um, yet its inclusiveness in terms of reducing both uh, income poverty and other social indicators has been much slower compared to the other. And as Angodia pointed out, um, you know, at the start off uh, on the uh, five-year plan that India's growth needs to be more inclusive. And, and it has been reported in several other studies that I don't mention here. That yes, the growth has been there, but it's more inclusive. So here's an example. Uh, it uh, was motivated by uh, again, John Jongres's work uh, comparing uh, India's development with in, uh Bangladesh and about two of India's neighbors. And clearly, here, uh, here we show everything. I mean, data were collected from the World Bank. Uh, website and uh, if you look at the gross national per capita um, growth definitely between these 20 years it has been uh, much faster. India to begin with was richer in, um, in that sense and has grown more rich over time. However, if you look at uh, the performance, these are all percentage changes, negative means percentage reduction positive means percentage increase and it sweeps. Uh, definitely in several key social indicators India's performance has been much slower the multiple studies of multi-dimensional poverty in India uh, these are the recent studies which has looked into multidimensional dimensional poverty uh, Jairus and Subramanian used a uh, poverty index proposed by Shepard. not poverty index it's uh, the Index of social exclusion proposed by Caporali and Diambrosio to study uh, changes in Indian uh, multidimensional poverty between 1992 and 2005-6. They also looked at uh, you know sort of integrating an inequality component inside the poverty index to see how the of states change. Mishra and Ray have studied using both. Uh, uh, NSS, National Sample Survey data and the National Family Health Survey data. Um, I have looked with Sabina on, uh, you know, using the National Family Health Survey, data, which is a Demographic Health Survey data, between 1999 and 2006, how national poverty has changed. In this paper, um, we go with the counting output because of its ability uh, to look at the joint distribution during identification. Uh, study decomposability, which allows us to look at what we call horizontal uh, inclusiveness, how the economic growth has translated into uh, reduction of poverty or other indicators across subnational regions, so that to reduce already inequality. Um, dimensional breakdowns allows us to study the dimensional changes that has been affected uh, by growth. So that's why we follow this particular Thompson framework and it was developed by Sabin uh, Alkar and James Foster, Java Public And the API was a particular adaptation of this, of this index. Now, studying inclusiveness using elasticity. How do we do? What is elasticity, first of all? Elasticity is responsiveness of an end variable with respect to. A means variable between two periods. The idea is, has been most frequently used, the most well known, I mean, we are from an economic background, is the price elasticity of demand. Okay, how much demand changes if one person change, um, in 1% change in the price. So that's what it comes from. I, I will define it uh, properly. Now, how we can use this elasticity? Of course, vertical growth elasticity means that nationally, how much. How a percentage change in economic growth has caused a percentage reduction in overall poverty using different um, cases. Horizontal growth elasticity looks at the responsiveness of either subnational, here we study subnational, that's why I mentioned subnational, or other population subgroups, okay? <coughs> changing their performance <coughs> due, to, due to growth. Dimensional uh, growth elasticity could be studying how economic growth has affected uh, different dimensions, maybe post-identification, pre-identification, anyway. And we will talk about some other partial elasticities, which looks into the percentage change in some partial indices due to one-percent change in overall world And I will, I will show you how we can link all these things together. And uh, Foster 2014 provides, uh, which sort of a mother paper of this project provides a summary of, of all these issues. Now The growth elasticity in literature, um, it can be divided into two major categories. The first has taken an approach where they look at uh, a cross-section of countries. So they have 40 to 50 countries. They have poverty <coughs> as the dependent variable. They have economic growth and or you know, changing per capita uh, GDP and a bunch of other variables on the right-hand side. They regress between log on both sides, and the coefficient gives you the elasticity. What is elasticity? Percentage change in um, the dependent variable due to one percent change in the <coughs> independent variable. Right. So that's sort of one idea of studying elasticity, where you see um, it's not necessarily the change of one country between two So you have a series of countries, a cross section of countries. It could be a band of and then you look at the change, how change in per capita income is affecting the change in poverty. So looking at that relationship across countries. And the other branch, which has uh, looked at, say, in two point in time, for a particular country, look at the change, percentage change is the per capita GDP in that period, and then what is the percentage change in the age of in poverty. And it has studied by Ravanian and Rukpe, Dr. Ravanian and Kakwani, where um, they sort of created um, a, a counterfactual distributions. Suppose you have a distribution of, of um, incomes, and then what they do, they divide all elements by the average. As a result, what happens when you have such distributions over time, they are neutralized by their average. So in that way what you can do, you can break down the overall effect into a distribution effect and sort of a growth effect. (coughs) That's the idea. Uh, Now we are going to follow this path mostly, although we are not going to create a counterfactual distribution because in income it probably makes sense you study the relationship between income, uh, the size, inequality and poverty. And that's why you could sort of effective distribution here. We we'll simply look at the effect of uh, increase in the size of income on multidimensional poverty. We are not looking at inequality per se over here. And to our knowledge, not a lot of studies has taken place linking multidimensional poverty and the here Buba here um, is working um, on a, taking sort of, uh, I don't I and explain either first or second. I think the first route is Buba's plan to take to understand um, the effects of uh, uh, income growth on poverty. On but we are taking mostly this approach. So here, again, some of the symbols are going. That is supposed to be R on the line. Uh, so just a little bit of technicalities, just to show you um, what we, where we stand. So we begin with an actual matrix where we have, suppose, in a country or society, we have N people and n D dimensions. Okay, uh, dimensions could be you know, health, education, standard of living, and so on. An element of x uh, is denoted by this term xij for person i and dimension j. Um, each dimension is um, assigned a weight depending on its relative you know, importance vis-à-vis other dimensions, and we assume that weight to be positive and summing up to one. The deprivation cutoff vector is denoted by this vector, the dimensional vector. So, this idea relates to the poverty line. Um, it's well, here we call deprivation cutoff because deprivation poverty is not exactly the same in multi-dimensional context. And person is deprived in dimension j; it fails to meet um, this particular threshold in that dimension. Then depending on whether the person is deprived or not, a deprivation status value is attached, assigned. So if a person is deprived in a particular dimension, we give it a value of one. Otherwise, you give it a value of zero. And a deprivation score is computed from the zero, one vector for each person using a weight. We take a weight average. So that means if a person is deprived in all dimensions, the person's deprivation score is one. If not deprived in any dimension, it's zero. Otherwise, it lies between zero and one. And then we set a poverty cutoff in the, that's why it's called a dual cutoff approach. In the first stage, we set the deprivation cutoff, and the second stage, we set the poverty cutoff to identify the people as, as poor. Um, so person i is poor if the deprivation score is greater than or equal to k. Uh, a censoring process takes place depending on the uh, well-known focus agency because when you're looking at poverty, the idea is to look at a particular set of people who fails to satisfy a, a, a threshold. And the M0 is computed as the average of the censored deprivation score and can be written as a product of marginal submission ratio and the average deprivation share among the poor. But the properties, I just mentioning that because when I was decomputed the elasticities, they were helpful. Some of the com- elasticities are computed using these properties. subgroup decomposition property is a useful one, which says that if you know the uh, property, the M0, for each subgroup, and you know the population shape, then the overall property can be computed as a weight average, population weight average of, of uh, the, the subgroups, M0s. And the dimensional breakdown is another of breakdown across dimensions, says that the overall adjusted income ratio can be expressed as a weighted average of sensitive income ratio. For the sensitive income ratio, is a post-identification deprivations among the poor. Uh, which says that, which, this is the mathematical notation, but the main idea is that uh, the sensitive income ratio of a dimension is the proportion of people who are multidimensional poor as well as deprived in that particular dimension. Okay? And this can be presented as with, uh, with this particular formulation. So here is how we present um, elasticity. So it's the responsiveness of an end variable X with respect to the means variable Y between the two periods, T1 and T2. So we refer it as Y elasticity of X. Okay. And the definition, this is how we present, E of xy. This is delta bar x divided by delta bar y. Delta bar x, this is nothing but, this complex formula, is nothing but the compound growth rate. So if you know the income at the end, say your income goes from 100 to 110 in one period, you have a 10% growth. If it grows, you have years in between, then you compute the compound growth in, in rate. So this is just a growth rate over there. So growth rate divided by this growth rate, that means 1% change in how much 1% change in y causes a certain person to change in x. That's the main idea. So if we denote this um, by capital Y, if we denote the monetary variable, which could be uh, per capita domestic product or the annual variable that, that we use, if we use them by one, then this is sort of the income elasticity, <coughs> the monetary elasticity of this particular variable x. So the x could be m0, h, a, or uh, the sensor hectome ratios, or so whatever we do. So if we do, for example, m0 here, it will tell us. That percentage change in income. One percent change in income. How much is this causing a percentage change reduction in um, the value of M zero? Uh, so for negative relationship, we just add a negative sign in front, and we just report sort of the absolute value. In the sense, you know, if there is a uh, there is an improvement in M which is given by uh, a reduction, we just add a negative value and sort of. Turn into uh, a positive number, that means positive elasticity is there. Um, other elasticities, um, those that I presented were all income elasticity or monetary elasticity. Um, we can also, we may also be interested in looking at um, changing the post-dynamic dimension of dimensional deprivation as a result of a change in poverty. So, the overall poverty is composed of this post-identification of dimensional deprivations. And we want to know that the overall poverty has changed. How this different dimensional deprivation has changed as a result? I'll just give you an example why uh, that may, may be a, a case of interest and how we can link it to growth. And this is the other part we call uncensored elasticity of sensitive ratio. The idea is that here, We use a second cutoff to identify the pool. And suppose you you watch a reduction in that sensitive condition. That means when you look at the reduction only among the pool, suppose there is a reduction taking place. Now, has this reduction been due to reduction in other dimensions? Or it is possible that there actually has not been any improvement. Um, in the unsensitive of, of the dimensions, so what health have for example, you look at a reduction in the situation in that deprivation of the pool, but it is possible it has probably been caused by reduction in other dimensions. It's a sort of joint distribution effect. So that elasticity also tells you how much the overall deprivation has changed and how and how much it has been responsive to deprivation and depri- uh, in deprivation the pool. Let me give you an example to make it a uh, little clear. So suppose we have uh, this particular example where we have this is as a G0 matrix. That means you if you are deprived, you get 1. If you are not deprived, you get 0. We have three dimensions. And suppose we have these six people. So in the first dimension, we have um, out of those six people, four are deprived. So the second one we are deprived, and again the third one we are deprived, and we identify a person as poor uh, if the person is deprived in at least two dimensions. So that means we choose k equal to third, and for simplicity we suppose we assign equal weight to all dimensions. we are equal weight, equal weight. <coughs> then clearly, the way is so you will see this person is not identified as poor, right? Because only one deprivation. This person identified as poor, or so all four of them are identified as poor. Now, the NPI or N0 is computed from this particular matrix assuming these are zero. If you replace this NPI zero because this person is not poor and take the average, you should get the N0. Okay, NPI. This is the idea if you look at, this is actually should be UH, I wrote it as RH because of the missing terminology Uh, so what this particular, it says uncensored headcount uncensored headcount just looks at the dimensional deprivations in dimensional deprivation in this particular indicator, so 4 out of 6 that means 67% right, Two-thirds. here we have 50% of the population 50% of the population deprived. So this is called uncensored headcount ratio, that means before identification, what is the deprivation profile across these different uh, dimensions? And sensor count ratio, on the other hand, computes the proportion of the population that are multidimensionally poor and deprived at the same time. So if we do not count this person, then we are left with three deprivations. So the sensor headcount ratio is actually 50%. OK? And if you take just the average, it's clear. If you take that simple average, you get this in here. This is how this do be. Now suppose over time we have a distribution like this. Okay? Where definitely we have <coughs> this deprivation has has been improved. And as a result, definitely this person, another person, we identified as non-poor. So definitely you have a reduction in MTI for okay, DRM 0. Your rocket problem ratio definitely here it has gone down. And as a result, you see there has been change in sensor-actone. So if you look at this particular dimension, the sensor-actone ratio has gone down, and the raw-actone ratio has gone down as well. The other example, the third example shows actually there has been no improvement in deprivations here. Okay? Those who are deprived are deprived, and some other people have probably more deprived. So this ministry probably has not done reasonable work in reducing deprivation in that particular dimension. Still, because of improved in other deprivations, this person became non-poor. So, if you just look at the sensitive town ratios, you find they are the same. So, although this particular dimension has not improved, if you just focus on the you know deprivations among the poor, it has gone down only because of improvement in other dimensions, and not improvement in that particular dimension. So that's why we will try to see if we look at the responsiveness of these uh, dimensional deprivations to the raw or long sensor deprivations and how much there is can actually be if we can try to you know, we can find uh, some conclusion, some meaningful uh, discussion that we can do. Okay. So, the other uh, nice thing about this elasticity is, is it, that it can be multiplicatively decomposable. The idea is that, suppose you are interested in um, the elasticity of x with respect to y, and you have an intermediate variable which is small y, then the overall elasticity be broken down into these two products. An example, internal elasticity of subgroup M0, of the subnational M0. So what you are looking at is the percentage change in a particular regions M0, due to 1% change in the national growth. You want to see um, whether the national growth has been translated to reduction in poverty in that particular region. And you may break it down into two components. You may want to see whether the national growth has been translated to state growth, and then whether the state growth has been translated to the change in M0. So it is possible that the national growth has translated to state growth, but the state growth has not translated enough to the uh, to the reduction in MPA. So this kind of decomposition can help you to find the intermediate increases. Similarly, when we look at the income elasticity of sensor headcount ratio, we can break it down through the sensor headcount ratio. So that means it can give us, this is the effect of growth on the raw differences or down sensor differentiations overall. And then we look the responsiveness of these sensors among the core for the uncensored one. So in the previous example, in one case it was positive, in the other case it was negative. Let me now go to the data and, and and present the analysis that we did uh, using, using these elasticities. Uh, so we have data um, from uh, the National Family Survey of the, for of the second round and the third round. Um, this is what we did in our, our earlier paper as well. We could not do the first round because mainly because of the lack of um, the health in indicator. That is one of the important aspects for India and uh, they were not available uh, from the first first one, the first 1992-1993 dataset. And to measure, now this was a tricky. We did a lot of search, and what we have been able to uh, recover as the monetary aspect is for state, we were able to use state domestic product, and which was comparably reported at the national level with state domestic product plus national product, which is slightly different from um, the gross national product. Now, if we use gross national product, that is not exactly comparable with the state domestic product. So we were sort of limited using this particular one. But anyway. At least this gives us the framework to compare how nationally it has grown and how this national growth has been translated into into, um, state um, state growth. Uh, So this is what we get at uh, the national level. So, um, NPI has definitely changed from our previous work. So the growth in NPI is 2.6% per annum. Okay. It, is, it has improved, it's negative. Uh, similarly with H and A. And this is the per capita growth in N and P between these two time periods. now. It's 4.6%. So, uh, and this is PC means per capita net domestic product. Now, this sort of shows the vertical inclusiveness of growth. Uh, we could not compare whether this growth, this was higher or lower. But we are not using any other country, one country, but of course with Sabina's uh, work with Jose Manuel and Anabas can can show uh, the link between these two. And what we have found from the, the previous study that uh, if we look at the NMP elasticity, it's, it's only 0.55. That means one percent change in per capita NMP has caused 0.55 uh, percent reduction, okay, in MPI for Anam. And I believe, have you gotten the results yet on your paper with Osama okay. But at least we know that the uh, if we compute the elasticities, even using the national international comparable figures, definitely, uh, you know, return to, in terms of poverty uh, to par one uh, percent growth has been much larger for Nepal and Bangladesh than for India. Okay, but this this is quite low. And this is a picture uh, which shows, which plots, the statewise per capita made domestic product um, on the uh, horizontal axis and growth in MPI on the vertical axis. Um, although we find there is sort of a weakly negative relationship, when you plot the trend line, there are exceptions. There is a sort of band. It's, it's difficult to say that it's necessarily a one-to-one relationship um there are some states which had larger larger growth but did not necessarily follow by a larger growth, growth in NPI let us now move inside and, and sort of look at um, the <coughs> inclusiveness. so in the first picture I presented state growth versus state pay reduction this graph just shows reduction in percentage reduction in MPIs, state MPIs, due to 1% national growth. Okay, how the national growth has been translated to the reduction of, of, of the MPI. And of course, it ranges from the lowest here for Bihar um, to uh, the highest one for, for Kerala. <clears throat> now here, what we do, we decompose this horizontally into series. To understand whether this reduction has gone through the channel of national growth affecting state growth or state growth affecting more um, the state um, MPI. And actually there are there are uh, mixed stories. Let me see. Yeah. yeah. So if you look here, I mean of course you can find many stories here, but this particular example shows this height of these two black bursts, they're the same. <coughs> Which means, for both states, when we compare, when we find out the responsiveness of, you know, state MPI growth to national growth, we find the same values here. However, when we break it down, here it says, the green bar is state growth elasticity of MPI. That means, it shows the percentage change in the MPI due to one state growth. And the orange one shows, Percentage change in state growth due to 1% change in national growth. So, in this particular example for Jammu and Kashmir, at least from the data, what we find, this orange, height of the orange bar is quite low. That means we do not see the national growth being translated into state growth largely. Okay? This is quite low. It's much lower than 1. However, the reduction has actually has come through the conversion of even if a bigger state growth to uh, the overall reduction in India. So it, it requires analyzing the policy, going inside the state, which we, we have not done. Similarly, if we look at Andhra um, Pradesh, it's more like a, a balanced approach, with national growth translating into <coughs> state growth <coughs> and state growth translating into uh, the reduction um, of NPL. This is another decomposition, of course, uh, incidence versus <coughs> intensity. What we can see here this is the growth elasticity of MPA and national growth elasticity. And then we also plot the age elasticity of MPI, which says that MPI has two components, which is spectrum ratio and average um, intensity or average deprivation score among the poor. And we may want to know which one has increased faster. Now, if we have an elasticity of greater than one that means one percent change in age is related to more than one percent change in, in um, DMPF. Where we have this lower thing here means that the intensity over time, or although the head count has gone down, the average intensity among the poor has gone up instead of falling. In those cases, we will see uh, sort of elasticity which is less than less than one. And here's an example where we have similar overall elasticity, but again, different change in hectone ratio and intensity, which can be seen from this particular figure. Now we move to the dimensional inclusiveness. So we saw vertical inclusiveness, we saw horizontal inclusiveness, now we move on to the dimensional inclusiveness. And we try to see the growth elasticity of sensor hepton ratio. And at least from this figure, it shows that uh, there has been a largest percentage change in water due to 1% change in national load. Again, it's at the national level. Okay. What we do, we again sort of decompose this overall change into these three components. So, this one, black one is the growth elasticity of sensitive income ratio. Then, the green one is the uncensored elasticity of sensitive income ratio. It shows the responsiveness of change in the uncensored deprivation, Two depravations among the four. And the third one is the growth elasticity of these uncensored deprivations. Okay, so the change in uncensored depravations as a result of growth. And here, if we do at cooking fuel, this green bar shoots up, whereas this orange bar is pretty low. This orange bar, height of the orange bar here, is saying that how much this person, one percent change in growth, has translated in improving this particular deprivation? It is cooking for Okay, and as you can see, almost no improvement. So nationally, we do not know whether there has been a you know a change in among the poor, change among the non-poor. We don't know. But overall, nationally, there has been hardly any change in the deprivation in cooking for as a result of growth. However, this shoots up because, as a result of improvement in other indicators, okay, the joint, the joint through joint identification, they went down. As a result, deprivation inequality among the poor looks like has gone down. However, if you break it down, then you will be able to see how that change actually has come through. Has it come through by really improving that indicator at the national level, or? Through improvement in other indicators and that affecting the change. Uh, so this is at the national level where we look at the change. So here we plot the relationship between change in sensor headcome ratio and the N0 versus the change in sensor ratio as a response of the change in the down sensor headcomb ratio. And again, taking 12. This is quite large because uh, the change in the reduction in cooking fuel, deprivation among the poor, has been much faster because of the improvement in other distribution, other indicators. The change with respect to M0 has been quite low. It's less than one. That means if you look at the improvement in cooking fuel deprivation among the poor, it has been slower than the improvement um, in the India. Here's two examples of of two states. So this is what we found nationally. And this is what we find um, looking at um, certain states. Now West Bengal, as you can see, almost sort of had balanced improvement, except for attendance, where attendance, improvement in attendance has been, among the poor, has been much slower than the reduction in overall poverty. Um, And um, this particular you know some of the improvement lies above and some of the improvement lies lies below when we when we look at these urban areas it's quite interesting so we look at the urban areas of india as a whole and then look how the dimensional <coughs> deprivation among the poor has changed as a response you know or vis-a-vis changes in the overall multidimensional poverty and the uncensored deprivations uh, attendance, when we look at here, so this is the NPI elasticity of sensitive and income ratio, that means we know that NPI has fallen. So if we have elasticity negative, that means attendance deprivations among the poor has gone up. So although the overall poverty in the urban area has gone down, at least the data shows school attendance has actually worsened. And this shows positive relationship because the uncensored headcount ratio has gone has, uh, up over time, which actually has driven up the deprivation among the poor as well. Here is another example, cooking fuel, this shows positive, that means there has been a positive relationship between M0 and the censored headcount ratio, M0 has improved, positive relationship that means cooking fuel deprivation has improved. If we look at the relationship between uncensored and sensor, it shows also, although the sensor electron ratio has gone down, the uncensored electron ratio actually has deteriorated. So, cooking fuel deprivation in urban areas, as a whole, that is from the data, actually has gone up. Okay? So, at least, it shows... I mean, if each of these dimensions has a different ministry who is taking care of that. And someone claims from here... Yes, it's a contribution of reduction in sensitive terms of, uh, you know, it's a contribution of the mutual in reducing multidimensional poverty. You look at it, it's quite clear that actually the uncensored deprivation has not gone down, it's actually gone up. So this was some of the preliminary study that, uh, that we did using the data set um, and of course um, suggestions and comments very on how to improve that. So the main idea was that um, we were interested in India because although the economic growth has been much faster, there has been uh, much slower progress in uh, social indicators and NPI which consists of social indicators and looks at the joint distribution of deprivation has also been much slower. We look at three different types of inclusiveness. Vertical inclusiveness, we could not compare with other countries. We just got the number. And then we tried to see how it uh, translates into horizontal inclusiveness. So we had seen that certain percentage, 0.55% point uh, improvement, uh, percentage improvement in MPI into 1% improvement in growth, and how that translated across states. We saw states from Bihar where it was very low to Kerala where it was very high. And then we use these elasticities to study these different kinds of responsiveness and also show different kinds of decompositions. Uh, first one we showed how the overall this horizontal inclusiveness can be broken down into two different factors. The effect of national growth to state growth and the translation of state growth to reduction of um, state MPI. Uh, then also we looked at state growth and breaking it down into intensity incidence and intensity to do through, you know, again other channel. We also show the decomposition uh, through uncensored and sensitive count ratio. What we can say uh, <coughs> at those, those values. So nationally, we found growth elasticity of MPI is 0.55 percentage. Between that uh, particular period, there has been large heterogeneity. Uh, translation has not necessarily happened in all states, or some states actually, although their uh, national growth transition to state growth has not been very high. But they have done um, some good job in terms of reducing the overall overall impact. And then of course we try to draw some um, some uh, you know meaningful understanding of uh, looking at these dimensional inclusiveness and breaking it down uh, if we can understand something better beyond going beyond just uh looking at the change in dimensional requirements and whole. So, so I will stop here. What do you have time or? Yeah, I don't think Okay. Do have any or it's a very preliminary work, and uh, we have to improve the paper quite a lot. But comments and suggestions are very